Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Another day. Another chance. Hi, everybody, and welcome back once again to Riding the Wave. I'm Mark Healy, the managing editor of the Wave newspaper, Rockaway's newspaper since 1893, and we're celebrating our 125th year as Rockaway's paper of record. We've got a very interesting uh, topic today. Uh, Rick Horan was just here. Uh, if you, the, for those of you who don't know, Rick is a big transportation advocate here in Rockaway. He's also the director of the Coalition for Queens Rail uh, and the director of this new task force uh, that's come about very, very surprisingly. Uh, for those of you who live in Rockaway and travel to Rockaway, you know that Rockaway is known as a transportation desert. And for years, uh, you know, the Queensway, the effort to build a high-line style of park on the abandoned right-of-way of the former Rockaway Beach Rail Line, has been at odds with those who want to reactivate the the RBRL, which is also known as Queensrail. But now Rick, uh, uh, you know, is talking about this new um, effort to basically say, why not both? Uh, and he joined us uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, and we'll play the interview, and then when we come back, I'll just give you an update on uh, what's happening uh, with the wave this week and this weekend in Rockaway. Uh, without further ado, here's our interview with Rick Horan, the executive director for the Coalition for the Queens Rail and the director of this new task force. Well, hi, everyone. It's time once again for Riding the Wave. Uh, with us today is Rick Horan. He is the executive director of the Coalition for the Queens Rail, and he's also the director of this new task force, uh, which is basically uh, the Queens Rail and Way Task Force. So uh, before we really get into uh, the meat of this conversation, this interview, uh, Rick, uh, what is the Queens Rail and Way Task Force? Well, it's a, an ad hoc group of people that believe that the Rockaway Beach Branch, which is an unused right-of-way that goes through the heart of Queens, 
um, should be used for both a rail connection as well as a park. Uh, to this point, uh, it's been a very contentious issue and a zero-sum game where you had to have either one or the other. And uh, we realized that uh, we were expending a lot of resources and energy uh, trying to um, promote the rail over the park, and it just wasn't working. And um, that was why this organization was born. So, you know, for those of us who are just joining us and who aren't necessarily aware of what the Queen's Rail or the Queen's Way is, let's backtrack to 2014. I recently just uh, celebrated my fourth year anniversary here at the Wave. And when I got to the Wave in May of 2014, uh, this was a discussion that was being had uh, by then Assemblyman Phil Goldfeder, who had spearheaded a study by the Queens College students uh, about the feasibility of reactivating the Rockaway Beach Rail Line, which excited a lot of people, especially in Rockaway, who want that, you know, one-seat trip to Manhattan, saving, you know, hours and hours of time. Because we let's be honest, we've been, we've been waiting for the city to fix the A train for many, many years. Sandy only made it worse. Um, so I remember, as you're talking about this, this divide, this schism between the folks that wanted the Rockaway Beach Rail Line reactivated, hence the Queens Rail, uh, and this group of people called Friends of the Queensway who basically want to build a park on top of a park. Uh, and um, the division, uh, and, and really it's based on the model of the High Line in, in Chelsea, um, and, and the division uh, has been fierce. I mean, I remember attending um, a Goldfeder's press conference at Queens College, uh, my alma mater, as a matter of fact, um, and people from the Queensway showing up and kind of like crashing the press conference. And, and to me, Rick, it's always been either or. So talk about this new direction of trying to get the two groups together, or at least trying to get the ideas of the Queens Rail and the Queens Way. That's going to be a good tongue twister, I think, for the rest of this interview. Um, to get those, to get those two thought processes uh, organized in the same in the same thought. Yeah. So I guess the first thing you have to look at is is it possible? Um, can the right of way support both projects without serious compromise? And if you look at it on a horizontal level, with the um, the, the tracks sharing a park or trail with um, you know with each other, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I've walked, you know, portions of the right-of-way, and in um, a lot of places there just isn't the real estate. And, and uh, at a meeting where the Queens Way folks and the Queens Rail folks were sort of debating at a, at a Queens Chamber of Commerce meeting, uh, we both agreed that a, uh, a combined project would not be realistic. Uh, so... Um, and, and there was also the idea that you put both of them together, it would be more expensive, which would make maybe either one less likely. But for me, the, the problem was more, you know, could you do it? And at some point, you know, over the last year, um, we, you know, took another look at it and said, why not just go underground? Um, you know, people had floated the idea before, but it always seemed very unrealistic just because of the money. And, um, you know, we're all programmed to think that nothing is affordable in New York because everything costs 10 times more than it should. And um, 
uh, if you take that out of the equation and you just look at the project for what is possible, and if you could dream in color, what would that project look like? We always came to the same conclusion. It would look like a subway with a park on top. So um, we were waiting for the Chamber of Commerce or various local um, officials to step up and, and take the lead on this. Uh, but unfortunately, nobody was doing that. So we decided that we had to do it. Here, here's the frustrating thing for me. You know, when I look at it as a arbiter or someone who is trying to, I mean, look, my job as a journalist is to look at both sides, is to look at the, at the, um, you know, what is the feasibility of both? What is the, uh, what is the benefits of both? And, and frankly, um, I don't take a lot of stands. You know, I, sometimes I feel that uh, it's irresponsible, um, you know, to take a stand on an issue that there are both, there are two sides to. Um, but this particular issue, um, I'm very strongly, I've always been very strongly uh, in favor of the reactivation of the Rockaway Beach rail line for the very simple reason that every single politician that is an elected official in this area always brings up the catchphrase transportation desert, right? Uh, they all talk about, oh, this is a transportation desert. Oh, this is a transportation desert. So where's the leadership on this issue? So that speaks to what you just said. So that's one of the reasons why I felt it was necessary for the wave to take that position. Uh, also because that area of Queens, where I used to live in Middle Village, Maspeth, has more parkland than any other part of the city. So to build another park on top of a park, I understand the compromise aspect of it. But when, when, when this issue was first brought up, and for pretty much most of my four years here, it's always been an either-or situation. Uh, with propagandists on both sides uh, trying to force their issue um, to us where we have to kind of, you know, we have to report what's being said, we have to report the facts, but at the end of the day, um, this community needs more transportation options and uh, Forest Hills, that whole area doesn't need another park. <laughs> So to me, it's a more of a pragmatic kind of support, uh, you know, of the Queens Rail. But this particular option that you've talked about, that you've presented, which everyone can read uh, at rockawave.com, R-O-C-K-W-A-V-E.com online, uh, this um, basically this press release that Rick, Rick and his team put together that, you know, basically outlines, uh, you know, the possibility of these two ideas coexisting. Yeah, I, there's really no reason it shouldn't happen. I, you know, if, if I were to take myself out of Rockaway um, or take my transportation hat off and, you know, put myself next to that right of way, you know, I might have some concerns about a train in my backyard. I might also have some concerns about a park in my backyard. Um, but, um, you know, so you have to look at every issue from as many sides as possible, and I know that, you know, as a journalist, that's something you do for a living. Um, and when you do it that way, and when you realize that the people who are objecting are just as passionate as you are, and probably better financed and more well-connected politically, um, if I'm going to be practical about it, I need to find a way to work with these people. Uh, it's locking horns is not going to work. I, I think the reason this 
rail line has been unused for 56 years is not because of the, the funding to put it back together, but rather the political opposition. So once we solve the political problem, I think the funding problem will go away. New York knows how to spend money, and we know how to build subways, and we can build a, a linear park if that's what that community wants. So all this is very doable. People um, are creating unbelievable projects around the world. I'm humbled by some of the, the structures that are built in no time. Um, London, I believe, just finished a 14-mile subway under the heart of the city, um, and it was uh, a fraction of what it cost us to build a mile of the Second Avenue subway. It was. Um, we need to not only consider viable pro projects like Queens Rail and Queensway, but also look at the system that we have created for building and maintaining our transportation system. It's horribly broken. Um, most of the reasons that people give me for this not being feasible is not because it doesn't have anything to do with the Rockaway Beach Branch. It's got to do with the MTA and the fact that everything takes so much time and is so expensive that nothing is affordable. The reason Eric came up with that infamous quote that it wouldn't happen in his lifetime, he was probably being very practical, maybe cynical, but also looking at the reality of the, 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 um, uh, the, the situation we have created for ourselves here in New York. It, it's very easy to adopt a defeatist attitude because that's what the bureaucracy will do to you. Um, maybe I'm at a bit of a disadvantage that I don't have to deal with that every day. So maybe everything's possible. But I do understand that um, there's got to be some real fundamental changes in our transportation infrastructure. The way it's built, it needs to be designed, built. Um, we need to look at public-private partnerships. There's a lot we can do to make not just this project, but projects like it doable. It's funny that you mentioned uh, Councilman Eric Ulrich because <clears throat> it was his quote, um, uh, and I forget, I don't know if it was a Hamilton Beach uh, event or some, was some local event, uh, maybe not in the heart of Rockaway, uh, that was the, uh, the comment uh, that Rick is uh, referring to is that um, uh, Councilman Ulrich basically stood up in a, in a meeting and said, he was asked about the Queens Rail, uh, and he, he felt like, you know, well, you know, uh, basically, I'm paraphrasing uh, that um, it wasn't really worth discussing or he didn't really have an answer because he didn't think that the Queens Rail was going to happen in his lifetime, as you said. And, you know, the response to that was so visceral uh, by a lot of different people in Rockaway um, that actually came up during the, uh, the debate with uh, Mike Scala, who's the VP of the Queens Public Transportation Committee, uh, a group that, that I've worked with a lot since I've gotten here. Uh, because the fact of the matter is, this is a transportation desert. You know, uh, the A train does not run well. Um, there's all kinds of problems with the buses. Uh, the select bus service has not solved uh, any of the, uh, you know, the, the issues that they said it was going to. Now still it's in its infancy here in Rockaway. Um, I don't really know many people that do like it outside of the politicians that supported it. Um, and that's the cynical nature of being a journalist. You know, you just, the lack of political will 
uh, that's out there for these projects. When, when a lot of these elected officials, not all, but a lot of these elected officials talk about the transportation desert, but do nothing to fix it, yet these same politicians are bringing in more and more affordable housing and more and more developments into Rockaway and more people, more people, more people. You know, these, these, these developments are not being offered to people from Rockaway. I mean, they want to bring in all these other people. You're bringing, you know, it's, it's like you can only, uh, Tom Kerr, our editorial cartoonist, did this great uh, editorial cartoon a couple, uh, a couple of weeks ago with a, as, as Rockaway as a sardine can, you know, and you can't be so um, irresponsible to bring all these people in without solving the infrastructure problems that we have. And something like the Queensrail could certainly address that. Well, ironically, not only are they not fixing the infrastructure problems that exist, they're making them worse. Um, the Department of Transportation has had a policy for the past 10 years under Bloomberg and de Blasio to reduce pretty much every road to one lane. One lane. You know, so this is a surefire. And then they complain about congestion. And they want to charge us fees and taxes to eliminate congestion. Well, you know, put the lanes back. Um, you know, uh, reprogram your traffic light so you can make a right on red. Um, and, and don't make people stop if there's no cars coming from the other direction. There's so much they can do to speed up traffic, but it seems that their agenda is to get people out of cars. So, uh, right. So if that's their agenda, then give us an alternative. Fix the stupid subway. I remember when we were talking about the ferry and how I was, you know, I was wrong. I was wrong, and I'll admit it. And I admitted it to the mayor as much as I hated to. Um, that I never thought the ferry would happen. I never thought it would. It, we would ever see it. Um, when they started talking about a holistic approach to the ferry and when they took it away and how quickly they took it away. without And, and their answer always was, well, the subway's back. Uh, yeah, according to who? who? Who said the subway's back? Have you taken the subway? Um, when Corey Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, uh, last week was talking about, my last week editorial said, look, you know, you want to you get fair fares for people. You want to lower the, the subway fare for people that are poor that can't afford to maybe take a round trip every day or afford a full fare metro card. Don't, don't talk about the ferry subsidy uh, as, as, and the way it was framed. And I know we're getting off track here a little bit here, but it just speaks to the hypocrisy of, of, of we want to get you out of our car, out of your car because of climate change, but yet you're not fixing, you're not giving us the opportunity to take advantage of it. You know how many people would rather take the ferry than, than take the subway to Manhattan in this area. And, and the Daily News and Corey Johnson framed it both as, well, you know, it's all the rich people in Rockaway take the ferry. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, you know, the finger pointing is something politicians, you know, do very well. And, um, you know, in terms of transportation options, you know, they, for some reason they've, you know, gotten behind this select bus service, which has proven to be pretty much a failure all over the city, but especially in, in, on Woodhaven Boulevard. You know, you're taking away a valuable lane and dedicating it to bus use. Um, it just makes no sense at all. 
especially when you look at the bigger picture, just less than a half a mile to the east of Woodhaven, and essentially paralleling it all the way from Ozone Park to Rego Park, you have this unused rail line. It's almost comical. Uh, by activating this rail line, you give people a, a very fast ride into Midtown. Um, you take pressure off of the A train. You take pressure off of uh, Woodhaven Boulevard and Van Wyck Expressway, which they're talking about putting billions of dollars in to widen. Um, so it seems that for some reason, relative to um, you know what they're saying and what they're not doing, um, this re reactivating Queens Rail or the Rockaway Beach Branch um, is something that, although it's painfully obvious, is something they're not doing. So you say, well, why is that? You know, what's going on? And the only thing we can come up with, you know, is the um, political opposition from the, the local community that this right-of-way goes through. And we're hoping that this task force will say, okay, you know what, let's do both. And um, when the train is underground, you're eliminating a lot of their concerns, um, noise and vibration, um, the, the the visual of a train going through their backyard would not be there. Um, there are some right-of-way issues, not legal, but some people have illegally encroached on it. There are some ball fields that are close to it. So all of those issues go away when the train's underground. Um, and it will be more expensive and more complicated, but we'll end up with a, uh, a structure um, that serves a dual purpose and will be here for generations to come. It's an investment. It's not something we can look at as, you know, well, what's this costing this year? We've got to look at the return on investment. And, uh, and what does it mean to the quality of life of Queens residents and the visitors that come into our city through JFK Airport? We can't even imagine a lot of the benefits that will result from this. It will be a life changer for tens of thousands of people that will it'll open up new educational opportunities, new employment opportunities, um, businesses uh, not only in Rockaway um, or will have more access to, to um, business that they don't have now, but people in Rockaway will be able to go to the city and enjoy a Broadway show or um, maybe go to some conferences that like me, they don't do now because it's so painful to get there. Before before we, we, we close things off, uh, just give me a sense of uh, what's the next steps and um, where people can where people can go to find out more about being part of this task force and, and certainly being part of the efforts to you know make get things closer to getting you know get things closer to reality. Okay, um, I'll answer the second part first. Um, the organization is actually, the, the, our not-for-profit uh, organization is called Queensway Corporation. We're going to do a DBA on that and actually change the name to Queens Rail and Way Task Force. And um, because we're all in on this dual purpose, we, we really think it's the way to go. Um, even if somebody said, well, would you just take the rail at this point, you know, we're going to fight for both. Um, 
if people want to get involved, they can visit our website, which is railandway.org. And um, the website is still coming together. It's not quite as polished as uh, the Queensway uh, website, but we're working on it. Uh, we've got some talented and uh, very passionate people on our team. It's, a, it's an all-volunteer uh, organization. Um, you know, the, one of the main things folks can do is let their elected officials know that this is important. When I talk to them and they tell me they, the only person they hear from on this issue is me, um, that's not very compelling for them to spend political capital on it. So um, uh, get involved. Be vocal. Um, uh, you can help us distribute flyers or uh, uh, just talk it up among your friends or put it on, you know, you could share um, press releases on your social media. Um, anything you, you can do would be appreciated. Um, and the larger picture, you know, what is the, the task force um, going to do next? It's essentially identify all the stakeholders. Uh, we've done a lot of that already and reached out to them via phone calls and, and emails, but we need to do a lot more of that. We need to find out who is on board with this dual purpose goal. And if you're on board with the dual purpose goal, then you can, you're welcome to join the task force because that is our mission. And uh, the, the, the more the merrier. We'll be uh, hosting meetings um, uh, throughout Queens uh, to get feedback, which we will then give to the MTA because uh, this is an important point. The MTA feasibility study is, um, has been delayed again, which is a good thing, I think, in this particular case because it provides some time for them to expand the scope of the study to include the underground option. Right. Um, I have that, That's another priority is to meet with the MTA, find out what the current scope is, um, uh, can they expand it, um, and really what they're looking at. Is it just the, the, the expense of um, doing it in their normal way of building things, or are they looking at some of these newer methodologies that could make it more, more affordable? Well, Rick, thank you for joining us and, and sharing all this great information and, and really uh, it's always a pleasure to you know talk these issues with you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Rick. You know, and I really do mean it. I love talking with Rick, uh, not just about transportation issues, but just issues in general. He's one of the real uh, smart guys uh, that we have, smart people that we have in Rockaway, and it's always great uh, to have him um, on the program. It's always good to see him at community board meetings. He's always around at different events. And uh, like I said, I, I enjoy having Rick on the program. I enjoy talking Rockaway issues with him. So we'll bring him back as soon as we uh, get more of an update on this, what could be a really great between these two groups that uh, constantly, uh, you, know, uh, you know, butt heads on this, um, on this issue. Um, and, um, you know, that, that's not the only thing, uh, of course, that's going on. There's some fun stuff. Uh, finally, after all this rain this week, uh, really excited about the uh, grand reopening of Epstein's Beach, which is the corner bar here uh, in Rockaway Beach on uh, Beach 90th Street and Rockaway Beach Boulevard. Uh, they'll be back for the first time this year, May 18th. Uh, big event, big, big, uh, big uh, music event, Love for Live Music 2. 
Patsy and Black Rabbit, High Fisher, Louis the Prophet, uh, Porsche Box, and, and a bunch of other uh, groups are going to be around. Uh, starts Friday night, 8 p.m. Uh, it's uh, really exciting, uh, and you can read all about it uh, in Friday's edition of the Wave newspaper. Ray Van uh, broke it down for us with an Epstein's Beaches Back uh, story, and you can read about it all in Friday's paper, tomorrow's paper, uh, in, in the Wave. Also coming up as well is our buddies, uh, you know, uh, First Nature, uh, Matt Walsh uh, and uh, his pals, uh, they're going to be dropping a new album on May 25th, and they're also going to be part of, um, you know, the, the 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 music festival that's going on uh, this weekend. And 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 you know, it's funny um, because uh, you know these guys, uh, First Nature, this is their second album, uh, and really looking forward to to listening uh, to, you know, what they have to offer. Uh, if you ask Matt Walsh, uh, the the music that they play is kind of like Tom Petty, just a little weirder and dreamier. So looking forward to First Nature's album dropping on May 25th. Again, you can read all about uh, First Nature in tomorrow's paper as well uh, of the wave. So um, one last thing before we let you go, and we may lose the live feed here for a second, but uh, if you're streaming, uh, but uh, if you download us later or listen or stream later, uh, you'll get all this information. I just want to share that, uh, you know, coming up on um, – June 23rd is the Rock, Stock, and Barrel Surf, Skate, and Music Festival. And our buddy Walker, uh, who uh, actually performs uh, the lead, uh, the, you know, the intro song here for Riding the Wave. Uh, I, wrote the music, uh, I wrote the lyrics. Walker did the music and performed uh, the, um, you know, performed the, the performed the, performed performs the song and plays the guitar. Well, Walker, Jimmy Down, and Steve Sathis will be running the 12th consecutive Rock, Stock, and Barrel Surf, Skate, and Music Festival in Rockaway Beach on June 23rd. Starts at 10 a.m. And it is free, 100% free. So make sure it's always a blast, Rock, Stock, and Barrels, um, the Surf, Skate, and Music Festival. It's fantastic. If you've never been, you need to go again June 23rd. Rock, Stock, and Barrels, our good buddies, Walker, Jimmy Dowd, and Steve Stathis uh, bring that event to you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay dry, and this is Riding the Wave. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.